The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Nine and a half minutes past eight. This is the Forum at 8 here on SAFM 104 to 107. My name is Bongi Kuala. Good morning and uh, thanks for joining us on the Forum. Today we examine the 2013-2014 festive season death toll on uh, the country's roads. According to the preliminary report released by the Department of Transport yesterday, the death toll has declined albeit slightly. Preliminary figures released by Transport Minister Dipu Peters show that uh, from the period December 1, 2013 to January 7, 2014, there were 1,147 crashes with 1,376 fatalities. Last year, the number of people who died on uh, South Africa's roads during the festive season stood at 1,465. The causes uh, of uh, the crashes were attributed to avoidable and manageable behaviors such as drunk driving, Overspeeding, reckless overtaking, driver fatigue from long and uninterrupted driving, failure to use seat belts and other restraints, and roadworth and roadworthy vehicles and unlicensed and illegal licensed drivers. We asked this morning, are the latest statistics a reflection of a road users' attitude? The number to call is 0891-104-208. You can SMS us on 34701. My guests in the studio here in Johannesburg, I have uh, Seth Cooper, who is uh, the president of uh, International Union of Psychological Science. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Pongi. Good morning, all, good morning also to Graham Scala, who is the head of uh, public affairs at uh, Automobile uh, Association of South Africa. Graham, good morning. Good morning, Bongi. Let's also welcome the minister who is uh, in Pumalanga as we speak, Deputy Minister, rather, Sindisiwe Chikunga. Uh, Deputy Minister, good morning to you. Good morning, Bongi. Good morning to the listeners. It's good to have you on the line. Maybe let's start with you, uh, Deputy Minister Cindy Chikunga. Why do we still have so many people dying on our roads? No, thank you. Thank you very much, Bongi. Uh, maybe before I respond to the question, I think it is important. Hello? Yes, we're listening. Yes, that we, we thank the traffic officers and, of course, the South African police service members for the work that they performed during the festive season, but also include emergency service providers and all those that participated, NGOs and all those that are interested in the safety of our people on our roads. I think it's important that we thank them. Now that and, we've and done that here, let's let's get to this one then. But so many people, Deputy Minister, dying on our roads in, in during the festive season, really, uh, over and over again, we're talking about slight decline of about 100 or 1,400 last year, 1,300 so far, prelim figures. We, we could be looking at, uh, at even more. Why? I mean, as, as, as it has been said, in fact, the minister has said yesterday, these are caused by human errors in the main. Human errors or factors account for about 84 to 86% of all causes of road fatalities. And because it's human errors or human factors, they are avoidable. In fact, the drunken driving is the leading cause of fatalities on the road. What it means is that if you do not drink, and drive, you will therefore reduce these fatalities. They are preventable because what it means is that if you, you battle up, even if you are involved in an accident, the chances of being seriously injured or dying are reduced except by 30%. Some they argue even more percentages for that net. What it means is that if you do not overspeak, you drive at a speed that takes into account the prevailing circumstances 
you therefore are most likely to avoid an accident than to be in an accident. But even if it happens that you are in an accident, it means it may not be as serious as it would be if you are driving at 160 uh, kilometers per hour, if you are driving, say, for instance, at 120 kilometers per hour, or even less than that if you take into account the prevailing circumstances. It, it, it simply means that. And that is why we are saying these road fatalities are preventable, they are avoidable. We consider the human error that a, a person, a human being, in any event can make errors. But if it can actually be human errors that are the causes of of of, of accidents on our road, that I am a human being, I'm Cindy Chikung, I'm not drunk, but I can still make an error, then we would reduce accidents, even, not even by half, by even, I mean, I mean, 75%. All right. If it was to be only human errors that uh, uh, make, that are responsible for accidents on uh, our roads. Deputy Minister, you, you are pointing out that these are avoidable, right? And they are leading causes year in, year out. I mean, drunk driving, it's known. Every year we talk these figures, we will talk about alcohol. Surely something needs to be done by now at least. Speeding, every time we talk these figures, the fatalities, we talk speeding, over-speeding as some would call it. Again, surely something needs to be done. Why are these causes persistent every year that we talk about the same thing, Deputy Minister? I think there are many other factors because the abuse of alcohol in our communities by people who do not even drive is, is very high in South Africa. I'm not talking about somebody who's going to get into the car. I'm talking about somebody who's just, people that are just drinking and abusing alcohol. That will have impact on people who then drive because there is general abuse of alcohol by people in the country. And this is a problem. And that is why the Department of Social Development is coming up, and of course, Department of Health, supported by transport, coming up with proposals to say, maybe let's look into the advertisement of alcohol. I don't want to get into that debate, maybe in this, in this, in this interview. But I'm just mentioning some of the issues. But of course, as the Department of Transport, I can tell you, as it was announced yesterday, we did arrest some of the people that were under, driving under the influence of alcohol. But we can do this much because we have this number of traffic officers, 17,000 traffic officers, 10,000 in the metros, 7,000 having to run a network of 750,000 kilometers. And, 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 and that is the reality in South Africa. Okay. And, 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 and that is why we, we, we go all out assisted by the media to say, if you be your own traffic officer, then waiting for a traffic officer on the road, because you might not make a traffic officer on the road for about a stretch of 50 kilometers. Uh, I'm just making an example, because the numbers that we have will not enable us to have a traffic officer everywhere on the road in South Africa. All right, uh, Deputy Minister Cindy Chikunga, thank you very much. Just stay on the line. Graham Scala from uh, uh, Automobile Association of South Africa, AA. Really, we, we again, I'm going to put it to you. Why so, so many deaths on our road, number one? But number two, uh, causes that are unknown and, and avoidable and manageable. I mean, at AA, what are we looking at? Sure. Um, <clears throat> so the... To the minister's point about drinking and driving, um, unfortunately, South Africa is the culture that we have as society 
that uh, drinking and driving is still socially acceptable. Mm. And I think until such time as that mindset changes, and we are seeing incremental changes, you know, in my personal uh, group of friends, work colleagues, people that we know, uh, th- there does seem to be a tendency that people say, look, we've had one too many, maybe we shouldn't uh, take our, car, our vehicle keys and get into that vehicle. Um, so, so that I think is changing, but it's still a major problem. There's still a very, very high percentage of people on our roads with alcohol in their systems. And this is not just over the weekends on a Friday night. This is during the week as well. Are we coming to accept as, as a nation that uh, it's okay, it, it's happening, people will die on the roads and, and uh, 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 government will come and say, yes, alcohol is a, a major contributing factor, and that's it, and we move on. Uh, and, uh, 2014, again, we're taking, talking the same, 2015. Have we come to accept that? It, it seems a bit like that. Um, every year, the, the, the numbers come out, and to your earlier point right from the start, um, we, we kind of go, oh, well, the figures are, you know, 1,400, 1,500, whatever it might be. Um, and those just seem to be the figures every year. Mm. But, but nothing's changing. Um, and I think really that's got a lot to do with uh, a lack of enforcement. People really do what they do on the roads because they're permitted to by government. There's not enough enforcement on our road. There's, there are not enough police officers on our roads. There are only 17,000 to manage a, a vehicle population of about 10.5 million. Mm. We need probably another hundred thousand police officers, and and again uh, talking just on that on that point, uh, you you you'll hear the, the minister, for instance, yesterday, yesterday alluding to that fact. But what what needs to be done? Are we going to accept that we have seventeen thousand uh, uh, enforcement officers and and that's it? Uh, and the the, the vehicular uh, uh, population is growing every day. And what are we going to do? How do we balance it out? Sure, that vehicle park keeps inc- increasing every mm. year uh, by about between three and 500,000 a- annually. Um, so from an enforcement perspective, the police force needs to grow to keep pace with that. But um, the one thing we need to bear in mind is that um, there's no clear strategy from government side in terms of what is going to be done. There's a lot of talk, there are a lot of ideas, and some of them are great ideas, some of them not so much. But what we really need to see is a clear and concise strategy from government. And I know government will counter that and say, but there is a strategy in place. I fail to see how there can be a strategy. We've had three transport ministers in three years. How on earth could we possibly have a strategy uh, that makes sense, first of all, and that has been followed through from one minister to the next? Um, So I think until such time as we have that sort of strategy in place, outlining what is going to be done, how things are going to change on our roads, not much is going to change. And it really needs to start with things like the licensing process. It's far too easy these days to buy a license. They, they've too many, 40% of our drivers on our roads are unlicensed or have uh, a fake uh, or illegally acquired driver's licenses. Un- unroadworthy vehicles. In South Africa, you only need to roadworthy your vehicle at change of ownership. Mm. That needs to change. We need to introduce... And there are problems there too. There's a, there's a huge problem. So a combination of unlicensed drivers or inexperienced drivers unroadworthy vehicles and some road maintenance that that's uh, way overdue all right uh, uh, graham scala there uh, from aa but let me let me bring you in uh, Seth cooper here president of uh, the international union of psychological science there, there are far too many uh, factors miss booth and Deben, i'll be coming to you just now uh, but there are far too many factors i mean really th- these that have been highlighted uh, are 
are factors that are avoidable and manageable but they are, they are factors people are people are stressed out there can, can we attribute that to 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 how people behave on on our roads the road users uh, people are in debt people are in sorts of things psychologically what are we looking at well look what we're facing here is a context issue mm. uh, all the points raised are symptomatic mm. of the problem and that problem is not merely the road accident rate in this country there is a much deeper problem that we've confront as a society and that has to do with our well-being our sense of self our sense of belonging and our ability to unleash our frustrations in other more productive ways a driver who is stressed and most of the drivers are stressed because we're one of the most uh, highly stressed societies on earth mm. when you hit the roads and johannesburg between for the last month for the last four weeks has been bliss mm. from monday the chaos will start again oh, yeah. because this month has been very quiet it's a pleasure to drive in most situations people are a little bit more chilled they don't have the aggro but from monday the aggro will start again and it will continue for the next 48 months and it will rise and drop at specific periods we know when these peak periods are particular holiday periods and it just requires simple logistics to ensure that there's visible enforcement during those peak periods so let let's go to Gauteng I'm a Gautenger and our freeways uh, especially the M1 the M2 conurbation going into the N1s and N3s in November for instance October there was visible uh, enforcement there were roadblocks or there was just the blue light uh, flashing not government blue lights now which add to the confusion but enforcement blue lights everyone just slows down it's transport right? man so it uh, and and people do that why can't we repeat that during the rest of the year why should we only focus on this festive period and it is avoidable and at some point we need to hold people who are responsible mm. for our safety to account because if they don't show us the lead how will we mere mortals carry on if a minister uh, entourage goes at breakneck speed mm. through uh, traffic and you see the number of cars who follow the blue lights after that on the left lane on the extreme right lane the shoulders you know we are setting bad examples so there's i don't know if it's true whether the fish rots from the head but that's what we're facing in the society right. and it's a violent society bongi yeah. and uh, road accidents are merely an expression of that violence where we don't care about death at all i'll come to you deputy minister just now because uh, surely uh, the, the problems that we're facing today don't start on the road when we have an accident they start far earlier than that and uh, graham has alluded to some of these issues i'll come to you on that one but uh, uh, miss booth in in durban you say you might have a possible solution good morning Okay that line has dropped let's go to Andy in uh, or oh, Eddie in uh, Edenvale uh, we need harsher punishment good morning Eddie good day sir and the panel look uh, th- th- there's obviously no to will to 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 get there. every year for years and years and years we see here the same platitudes we hear the government saying that 
people, the, the public must take responsibility. That's nonsense. In countries like Australia, where they have a thousand deaths over the whole year, never mind 14,000 deaths, uh, they had the similar attitude, uh, uh, alcohol attitude. But it's, uh, it was only when, when, when the government has to crack down, uh, when, when, when people realize that their, their cars will be impounded, when they'll lose their licenses, when they'll definitely face jail, that is the only, re- only reason where, where, where the public will learn a lesson. Here we have a, a popular singer talking about uh, plea bargaining. No, the, the guy should be in jail. And, okay. and, uh, and, and, and until the government t- takes responsibility, they are the, 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 the put there to do the job. We will never see any, any uh, 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 achievement here. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Edin Edinvale. James in Wheatbank, good morning. Yes, good. Thank you for taking my call. You know, the gentleman from the AAE spoke about the past three years. There were three ministers of transport. Yes, exactly. About three years ago, one of the ministers, he declared war against potholes. We still sit at the potholes. All right. And, Thank you. And, and I'll, t- I'll tell you what, uh, over 85% of road uh, fatalities can be blamed on human errors as opposed to vehicles or road factor. That's another factor that we need to look at. But uh, Deputy Minister, quickly, let me come back to you right now. And uh, let, let's look at, I, I, was, I was saying that... Uh, the, the, the problems do not start uh, at when we, when we have an accident. Uh, Graham is talking about uh, the motor licensing department, for instance, talking about the issue of licenses themselves, uh, a number of people, a certain percentage of people who really do not know how to drive, and they are on, on our road. It's easy to, to, to get a license today sitting at home and just let your money do, do that for you. How, how do you respond to that, and, and that uh, being uh, one of the, the major causes? Indeed, it is a problem. Uh, our research proves that if there is any person who is bright in South Africa, is a road traffic officer, and it is a problem. And, and, and it is for this reason that as the department, we actually have interacted with the Department of Police, particularly the, the crime intelligence in the police, to assist us to crack down on these uh, officers that are responsible for this. This would include your testing stations, your licensing stations, and every other station for that matter. That has to do with cars in South Africa. We, we, are, we, are, we are doing that. But at the same time, let me say this again. It's Cindy Chikunda who bribes a traffic officer. It's, it's you, Bondi, who brags a traffic officer. I'm in a situation, Minister. I need, I need to get out of this situation. I need to move on. I don't want to go to jail. So surely if, if, if that is, is open, I'll, I'll do it. Why not? And, 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 and move on. Um, tomorrow I'll be sober and, and go to work. So, so surely there's a problem right there. So how do we deal with it, uh, Minister, then? I think as, as some have said, participants have said, we, we need to enforce the law. And that is it. We have a problem of officers that are actually not taking people to court, that are not arresting people that are taking drugs. This is indeed a problem that we have. We acknowledge that. And that is why, as the department and even the minister announced this today, that we are strengthening that. We are looking into it. In fact, we are not even strengthening it. We are acting on it. We already have engaged with the Department of, 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 of Police. 
we have said how best can we deal with this. We will be using the crime intelligence to, to get to know as to who is doing this and to check these people. When, so when, when are we starting with that, Deputy Minister? Because uh, uh, as, as uh, Graham has, has raised the issue of uh, so many ministers and, and all of them have highlighted the issue of problems at uh, testing stations, for instance. I know that uh, former Minister Sbundebele spoke about this and uh, Minister Ben Martins also spoke about this. I interviewed him. And, and really, where is the strategy to deal with uh, those rogue uh, um, um, uh, dri- driving stations then? In fact, we have started because, for instance, I'm, I'm talking about our interaction with the Department of Police. But the, the, the RTMC itself has a corruption unit within itself that is already doing it. We actually have arrested some of the officers. We can give you statistics in that effect. But we are continuing because I think the road is deep and it is entrenched and we have to deal with it. So we're not dealing with a minor problem when it comes to this corruption within the pro- within the entities that are responsible for licensing. We deal with a major problem and then a, a major coral I mean I mean I mean a serious problem as I've said. And, so and we, big we, syndicates we, too. Just hold it there, Minister. Yeah. It's eight thirty right now. I'll come back to you. Let let's take the, the, the headlines quickly. But uh, we're asking this morning are the latest statistics on uh, uh, our roads uh, really a reflection of uh, road users attitude. We see here one thousand three hundred and seventy six people uh, killed on our roads this past festive season. Is that uh, the ref- a reflection on, on, on our attitude as uh, the road users? We're also talking pedestrians as well. 8.30 news headlines. Good morning. Vibrachni. Thank you, Bongi. Good morning. Police say there's a police officer among the suspects they expect to arrest linked to Czech fugitive Radovan Kretscher in connection with the alleged planning of a hit on a police colonel and security consultant, Paulo Sullivan. And here's a wrap of this morning's top stories. Police have opened an investigation after Pretoria street vendor was fatally shot by a metro police officer. Police were clearing unauthorized vendors from the streets when the altercation began. The ANC has again called for those suspected of wrongdoing in connection with the Nkandla upgrades to be charged. Mopping up operations are continuing following floods at Lanesburg in the central Karoo. Millions of rands worth of damage were caused after three rivers in the area burst their banks on Wednesday. That's how it's looking for now. I'll be back with a full news update at nine. Traffic on SAFM. Our lead story this morning has been the taxi crash in Joburg on the uh, Mike 1 North at uh, Caller Drive. That scene has been cleared a while ago. The traffic coming from Bramfontein uh, moving through to Santon is flowing. There is a bit of pressure on Oxford Road. A lot of motorists getting onto Oxford Road earlier uh, during the big backlogs into this scene. There are some roadworks just north of Forest Town, uh, and that's just causing some delays and, and just a lot of extra traffic on Oxford uh, going up through Forest Town, Rosebank, and in towards Santon via the Ilovo area. Uh, crash earlier this morning. In fact, two of them on the N14 north of the R55 Pretoria West exit. There's still some slow traffic heading to Pretoria, heading past those scenes towards the N1 Bruckfontein interchange. Uh, Cape Town's taken a while this morning, but traffic just starting to back up on the N1 uh, between Old Oak Road. In fact, effectively between the R300 and the Durban Road exit. It's just a slow queuing traffic down towards the Belleville exit and then uh, slow traffic over the elevated freeway as you go towards the waterfront exit and into the uh, Cape Town CBD area. And protest action this morning outside uh, Port Elizabeth closing down the N2 at uh, just near Colchester at the Sunday's River Bridge. Uh, protesters on the N2 blocking the road. Uh, traffic both directions, Colchester through to uh, Port Elizabeth just being stacked up into that uh, protest site. Rob Byrne, AM Live, Traffic Watch.
And uh, let's say good morning to Rowena Bird. Uh, Rowena, what's coming up this Friday between 9 and 12? Uh, on I, like, I like how you say Friday. Happy Friday to you, Bongi. Good morning. Coming up on Morning Talk today, we'll start the show off with issues of education and talk about study opportunities available to 2013 matriculants at uh, tertiary education institutions. Higher Education and Training Minister Bladen Zimande is going to be joining us on the line to, to look at this particular issue. And in the second hour of the show, We'll have the author of the book For the Fallen honoring the unsung heroes and heroines of the liberation struggle. And we'll have a conversation with Mr. Mzwa Kendlela about his book and about life in South Africa during the struggle years. Also, we'll feature the Indian International Film Festival of South Africa 2014 and uh, how it seeks to transform the lives of previously disadvantaged and uh, talented South African filmmakers. And then uh, we'll talk about the state of readiness of Mangaung in the Free State province to host Chan which kicks off tomorrow with the opening ceremony taking place in Cape Town. And finally, we're going to end the show with a good news feature with Stuart Pennington. He's the Chief Executive Officer of the SA Good News website. So that's the show for today, Bongi. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Thank you, Rowena. Great radio still to come here on SFM 9 to 12. We get back to our discussion are the latest statistics, a reflection of a road user's attitude. 1,147 crashes so far, 1,376 fatalities on our roads this past festive season. It's the period 1 December 2013 to 7 January. These are prelim figures, more figures still to come. The DA is asking why release these figures now? Why not wait at least for this weekend? so that you get a comprehensive uh, figure. But uh, let, let's come to you. Uh, maybe let me start with you, Seth here. Uh, Seth Cooper is uh, the president of International Union of Psychological Science. Uh, really, we, 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 we want to bring in psychology here. I mean, there's they, they, someone who's going to overtake you and just hog the, the, the fast lane and sit there. Again, that, that, that is an issue. You have someone who is just going to honk at you uh, for, for no apparent reason just because you, 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 you know, how do we deal with those things and how much of a problem are those issues and how do they contribute then to the situation that we see on our roads both people crossing the roads but also uh, uh, driving look first of all i want to say that i mean driving in different parts of the country and particularly in nearly all the metropolitan areas uh, even though johannesburg and pretoria have high traffic flows their drivers tend to be a little bit more responsive so if the guy is driving on the right lane and driving slowly he will move over you don't have to flash your lights anymore you know uh, but in other areas of the country you can do whatever you like the person won't move mm. so the frustration level say you you want to comply you want to keep to the speed limit but somebody is preventing you from doing what you need to do so your frustration level increases and you're going to make mistakes mm. so we need to actually look at the thing in the context of this is a behavioral attitudinal problem. We reflect in on our roads, what we reflect in our classrooms, what we reflect in our uh, in parliament. It's a societal malaise that we're confronting. So uh, let me not just do the ba- the bad thing that all of everything is bad. We don't have the simple preparatory things like in school. Um, 
I know when I went to school some 50 years ago, when the deputy minister was probably not even born, that <laughs> you you had uh, education. It's a compliment, you, deputy minister. Telling you <laughs> that, telling you that you must drive on the left. The golden rule. The golden rule of the road is drive on the left, whereas in most of the world you drive on the right. Mm. But the golden rule is you drive on the left, and then if you're a pedestrian, because a lot of our accidents involve pedestrians, especially in the rural areas, there's no pavements, drivers overshoot, they, uh, you know, the, the Moriane case where they yes. plowed into kids, etc. So you are facing oncoming traffic instead of having your back to the oncoming traffic. That's not in our syllabus. So we're not training our kids for life out there, the reality of living in a high technological society with more and more cars because we don't have public transportation. Hold it right there. I'll come to you, Graham and, uh, and Deputy Minister. Let me go to uh, Aloysius in Germiston. Good morning to you. Uh, uh, good morning, and uh, good morning to your guest. Got your name right? Yes. Yes, uh, I called it Raya Loishis. Yes. Um, actually, uh, my own contribution is that no matter how we blame every other person and all that, the department of um, let's, okay, the police department actually has to do something to clean their house and get it in order. From my own experience as a road user who drives on the road, uh, sorry, who drives on the road. Sure. Uh, there has never been any. Bl- let me let let's let's say this. Uh, you know, let's pinpoint at do- those who actually do these things. There has never been any black policeman, traffic policeman that has ever stopped me on the road, without actually either intimidating me, or looking for one way or the other to extort bribery from me. Even in, I I can say I could have been guilty to some of them, but they actually when we when it comes to the white traffic cops officers. I don't think and have never witnessed any traffic officer, white, asking for bribery. That is one. Two, I think the fish is also rotting in the head. Okay. From the Department of Transport and to, to, to the Metro Police officers. Even look at the issue of, the issue of corruption in this country is absolutely too high. All right. Ranging from the incandla thing and all that. We you can't you. tell me that Jacob Zuma did not see the bills coming to the proposed bills ever okay. before he approved Let, let's keep the, it the, let's the, keep the, it the to, let's keep it to, to to the discussion but thank you very much uh, Aloysius. Uh, let me go to Michelle in Pumalang. I know you want to talk about figures and comparisons I'm, I'm, I'm saying for instance in the free state last year we had uh, 62 fatalities uh, that's uh, 2012 2013 2013 2014 we're sitting at 121 good morning to you morning Bongi. um Bongi, as much as uh, we may be having all sorts of human factors that are affecting, you know, these uh, figures, these statistics, I'm not sure whether, you know, as a country, we are actually factoring in in these figures when you compare last year's figures and this year's figures, the population growth of vehicles that we are having in the country. Because everybody else, I'm sure you are aware that when you go to the malls, you are seeing a lot of vehicles because of the better life that people are experiencing this time around as compared to 1994 when you had almost no vehicles at most of the uh, malls so one was thinking that you know these figures have to be expressed as a percentage of the total vehicles at the time probably then they will reflect 
the effort that is done by the, the safety measures that is being taken, you know, of all for, for road users. Okay. Th- thanks, thanks, Michelle in Bumalanga. But uh, 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 Graham here from AA, really, we, we're talking vehicles a great deal, which is fine. I, I would like for us to t- talk about that just, just for now, but also talk about uh, pedestrians. The, 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 the better life for all and more cars and so on and so on. But uh, equally, are we then responding enough to, to the growing population of vehicles as as, as government with those uh, with those measures that we need to take. But also you, you, you sounded not convinced that uh, the, the strategies that government is talking about right now are working. They're not working. They're definitely not working. There's there's a lot of talk, as I said earlier, of that we have ideas, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and it's everything, uh, it's all about a planning phase. So let's actually see some action. And until such a time as we we have a, a, a regulation or legislation in place that says from X date, you now have to roadworthy your vehicle every year. Mm. We don't see that. We don't see that happening. The minister Go yesterday. for retesting. Exactly. So. You know, I mean, there's, there's revenue opportunity in that for government. Take your vehicle to a testing station. If your vehicle fails at roadworthy, come again, pay again. Mm. You know, and do that on an annual basis, not a change of ownership. Change of ownership could be 20 years. The result is you end up with a, an old vehicle park uh, on our roads that, uh, that, that's not roadworthy. Um, the, the, uh, yesterday, the minister spoke about uh, trying to root out corruption at driving schools. And somebody raised the point and said, but driving schools don't issue licenses. What is that going to achieve? I understand the thinking. We do need to root out some of the, the, uh, the driving schools that seem to mushroom these days. Mm. There's thousands of them and mm. there's no... Um, and they're making a killing. They absolutely are. Um, there was a case where a guy actually called me and said uh, he actually was a student at one of the driving schools and a couple of months later ended up being an instructor at that particular driving school. You know, what experience does that individual have? Okay. So that's one point, you know, get root out that corruption, but it really needs to start at licensing. Deputy Minister, uh, uh, sorry, says we'll come to you just now. Deputy Minister, let, let me come to you. In our previous uh, uh, interaction interviews, you raised this issue of uh, roadworthiness of vehicles, and and you said that uh, uh, your, your your vehicle, for for instance, has has has, has, n- has never been tested since you bought it, and you've been driving it, and you were concerned about that. So, what 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 are you doing then about that particular issue? It's a serious problem. But but generally, let's talk also about uh, the strategies. Uh, as I'm pointing out that Graham is, is really not, not convinced, please convince him and many others. No, thank you. In fact, let me say again, some of these things that are happening are legislated. For instance, my car, for instance, as you have said, it's road racing. However, I bought it in 2005. It has never been tested again because it's, I've, I've not sold it. It will only be tested when it is, when, if I, I send it. Mm. And, and that is the issue, but it is in the legislation. So you, you can't just change before you amend the legislation. And that is what the minister was saying, that we are in the process of amending some of these legislations that are there that make it impossible for us just to change today so that we then say this must second because they are in the legislation. People will not, they will take us to court and they will, they will challenge whatever that we do unless we amend some of these legislations and of course some regulations. So that is the issue that the minister announces today and which we continue to say and we are amending these legislations. I just want to, to, to but, say but, that. But can, it, can, can we get on with it, uh, Deputy Minister, really because people are dying on our own and how long does it take to amend a legislation that will save lives? 
In fact, it's a, it's a process that we are already undergoing. Remember, you have got to draft the bill, you have got to invite, at the, at the executive level, you have got to invite a, a, a submissions from people, you have got to take it to cabinet, then to parliament, same process is followed. So we are in the process of doing that. Okay. And, 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 and that is what I'm actually saying. But I just want to come to the issue that was raised, but that, that was right to say our, 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 our campaigns are only during festive season. It's, it's really not correct. We do have a, a, two, a 365 days program. The only thing that happens during the festive season or peak seasons like Easter is that we receive more attention from the media. And, and, and that's what everybody knows, that this is what we are saying, this is our message. And after that, of course, we do our work and without uh, the, the getting any attention from the media. And that is why people think that in, 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 in tomorrow, for instance, because the state was, was, was announced this year, therefore today we're not doing anything. No, we are on the, our road, we are doing the work. We have a 365 days that focus on on things. It started in, in 2000, I mean last year. In May, for instance, we're focusing on pedestrians. There has been, there has been imp- improvement in that decrease in the number of pedestrians because we were focusing on that, but we also have some uh, private sector organizations that are assisting us, like um, what is this organization? I'll remember it. That is looking at pedestrians. There are others that are joining us. We looked at a cyclist and motorbikers because we don't talk about these, yet they are dying on our roads within a period of five years. We have 500 and something uh, cyclists and, 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 and motorbikers dying on the road. We focused on those. We raised, we raised awareness campaign and so on and so forth to say to people they are there, they are dying. We focused on, 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 on drivers, per se, and passengers as well. But okay. of course, from the month of October, November, December, and January, we then said we're going to be looking on everything because you can't say we are targeting this at the time when you have more people dying. Okay. I just want to say that we, do, we are amending our, our strategy. A national uh, road safety strategy. We do have the 2006 one, and I agree it's outdated because we have got so many other things. The UN decade of action, for instance, started in 2011, and therefore we are we are we are reviewing that. Okay. The issue as to I just oh. wanted to also respond to the DA issue that says why release them now and not next week. So, and if, if we release them next week, somebody is going to say why not at the end of January? If we release them at the end of January, somebody is going to say why not at the end? What we agree, we said is that we'll start on the first up to the seventh because of the number of vehicles on the roads during that time. Okay, we, we have more vehicles on the road than any other time, and after that. They, they go down. Okay, we got you, Deputy Minister. I, I just want to look at uh, the number of uh, crashes. I mean, Gauteng is uh, one of the smallest provinces, if not the 222 crashes in just one month, mm-hmm. right? Let's go to Mpumalang, 112 crashes uh, in just one month. This is this is uh, 1st of December to the 7th of, of, of January. So that's how, how do we respond to that? And I see also uh, you wanted to, to respond to some well, of the issues raised by look, our callers on 0891-104-208. Well, look, uh, it will be natural that the most populous province, the wealthiest center on the continent, will have more vehicles and therefore the, uh, the, the number of, uh, you know, if you average it out. Mm. 
Uh, Mpumalanga, you don't have that number of uh, vehicles, but it's holiday makers doing that route. Uh, the the route to KwaZulu-Natal, the route to Cape Town. Though, I mean, it's not rocket science to know which are your major routes for people to take. It's like in Easter, you know the Great North Road is going to be packed with people going on pilgrimage, etc. So all of those facts we know, we need to take the measures to ensure we have more enforcement officials. And then we need to probably take uh, people from universities and and other places like that, take them on uh, as an assistant. Because you you don't need to employ so many people on full-time basis. Take them in as assistants to the enforcement officers. I mean, I'm just talking at the top of my head Mm. now. So those things require less money than otherwise. If we were to regularly test the vehicles, I agree. Uh, Most countries have a dispensation where every three years or so your vehicle must go in uh, and automatically you are flagged, your vehicle is taken off the road if you you don't. But it's also driver testing. I went for my license renewal in November. I'm 63. Mm. There were a lot of younger people and a lot of older people there. They only test the eyesight. Mm. They don't test my reactions. Am I capable of driving? You know, simulators, for instance, can do that. You can pick that up and there can be a more comprehensive approach rather than look at it's only alcohol, it's one issue, then we focus on that issue. Tomorrow another issue comes up, then we focus on that. An NGO will come up with a glorious plan and sell it to the ministers and they think, oh, we've got this wonderful thing and we pay through the nose for it. Symptomatic relief is not good enough. We need to actually look at the entire context. We need to have early education centers where kids are taken to understand what these uh, conditions are. Now, we have them in one or two. The Road Traffic Management uh, Corporation works with education department, but we need to do it on a broader scale. We need those officials to, for instance, if you get uh, para-officials from universities and so on who are doing different kinds of studies, and as part of their community service, we can take them, send them to schools to speak to kids about safety issues. Okay, uh, 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 Poco in Pretoria, we're saying uh, we, we're too quick to blame government uh, on, on this matter, but uh, who, who else do we blame? Who, who else do we talk to if, if things are not, are not happening, if cars are not uh, being tested regularly, if we get uh, uh, fraudulent driver's licenses? Who do we talk to? Good morning. Good morning, Bongi. Thanks for an opportunity and also good morning to your guest. Look here, it's simple. <clears throat> uh, South African, we are, we are cowards, Bongi. Sure. It's not the government, for instance, who, for instance, go to a pub and drink. It's not the government who overspeed. Yes, the government has a role to play insofar as enforcing uh, the law in terms of road test. I mean, uh, testing the vehicles, you know, uh, enforcing the law through traffic officers and so forth. Yes, definitely, they do have a very strong role to play. But the number one stakeholders who has to play a very critical role is our South African. Look at, for instance, how we denounce corruption. South Africans are very, very, very critical, and correctly so insofar as corruption is concerned. But on the other hand, I see it because why? 
it's somebody up there who's uh, uh, holding a public office, so it's easy for us to can point fingers at them. Okay. If you look at corruption and, 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 and the road canals, they are more similar, Bonge. It's all has to do with about attitude and the behavior. Corruption is about greatness, which has to do with attitude. Sim- similar to uh, this road accident, it's about our attitude uh, towards uh, 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 other road uh, users on the road. For instance, Bongi, look, uh, these, some of these people, not all of them, but probably most of them who are causing this accident, it's our brothers and sisters. We socialize with them during festive season. They drink just in front of us. Sure. Four hours later, the very same person he will be embarking on the uh, on the road. We don't discourage these people, for instance, and try to give them some other option to we say maybe you, we you need you, to Pope. sleep over and stuff like that. Thank but you. we are very quick to blame the government. We, we are coward you. as South Africans. It's about time that we need to look at ourselves to say, as an individual, what is it that I can do? Here is a brother of mine. He's drinking in front right. of me and he's about to drive. Th- thanks, I need Poco. We, we got, uh, indeed. Thank you very much. Poco in, in Pretoria. Uh, attitude, uh, uh, Graham, as, as we are wrapping up, uh, really, w- what, what do we do as South Africans to change that attitude, behavior attitude on the road? Not only uh, uh, um, um, vehicles, drivers, but also pedestrians. I mean, at AA, what, what do you do? How, how, what, what do you say to people, really? Well, your, the earlier caller was talking about how government's not responsible. Of course, government's responsible. We all act and behave the way we do, drinking and driving. Uh, he spoke about how we go to a party and we drink for four hours and jump in a vehicle. It's become socially acceptable. We don't see the, the consequences of our actions. And that also speaks to government's responsibility in that government is not clamping down. There are no consequences for your action. What, what, Aust- should, what should be the consequences? Well, let's take an Australian example. Australia, New Zealand, uh, the United States, wherever. There are consequences. Yeah. People get locked away so, and they get imprisoned. Their licenses are, are torn up. They have to redo their licenses. There was a case uh, a couple of weeks ago where a youngster in Sweden, all right, he just, he just qualified, he got his license, and their licensing there is incredibly uh, strict. Um, and drinking and driving is also socially unacceptable. He was caught his first time, first offence, drinking and driving over the limit. He was locked up in prison for four years. Now that needs to happen in South Africa. That that just does not happen in this country. We we boast and we we uh, high five one another over the weekends about how we got away and bribed a police officer because we were way over the limit. A personal friend of mine who's no longer in this country um, had a had an instance where. He actually asked the police officers to lock him up because he was way over the limit. Mm. They flatly refused. It was too much admin, too time-consuming for them to lock him up, impound his vehicle, etc. And this happens on a daily basis. Deputy Minister, that's the, the spirit, but uh, the attitude as well. Can, can we see those things happening as we're wrapping up, really locking up people? Uh, and, and really, we hear, often hear of stories where uh, a blood sample, for instance, went missing or contaminated or uh, docket missing, really. How do we tighten up, uh, uh, Deputy Minister Cindy Chikung? Well, we, we, during this active season, we arrested 3,170 people for drunk and driving. We did that. Across the country. Department. Mm-hmm. Across the country, yes, we did that. And and, 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 and that's a number. We, we believe that it should send out a message. We, okay. we have arrested people that are 
are responsible for some of the accidents on our roads. I was in Deben, for instance, Mkomazi, to attend the case of that driver who killed 15 people around Mkomazi in, in November to say to the, to, the, to, to the court, don't charge him with culpable homicide, but charge him with 15 counts of murder. But we can say that the courts will decide. And, and, and this is what we are actually doing. I just want to say that. And, 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 and to probably to say as well that road safety today is taught in primary schools. I just want to mention that as well, so that we know it is happening. I have personally visited schools because we're doing it every day. We don't come to the media maybe to announce. They are teaching it. It's just that it's not an examination subject, but it is a top subject in primary schools. And we send the Department of Basic Education to coming to the party and assist us in that regard. So it's happening today as we speak. Deputy Minister, I'm, I'm glad you're saying you arrested 3,000 and something uh, people this festive season alone. And then I'm sure you've arrested many uh, thousands. But let's look at the conviction rate, Deputy Minister. Surely it's, uh, it's not proportional. In, in fact, it might not because the conviction rate generally might not be what we want it to be. But we are arresting these people. We're sending them. We take them to police uh, holding cells. We keep them on weekends. They appear to, in courts the following on, on Monday or the next working day and so on and so forth. We do that, and the police are also assisting us. And, of course, the conviction rate, I think it's something that we need to look into and improve. I agree. Improve, in fact, it needs need to be overhauled, Deputy Minister, because we hear of a 7% conviction rate. That's, that's atrocious. That is that is generally speaking, yes, it's, it's like that, and 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 that is why the Department of Police is is doing something about it. It is improving on its detective uh, uh, services, and and I can go on and on and on in that regard. You tend to tempting me to go to, to the police service. I was the chairperson of the of the police. Sure, I will not <laughs> want to go into that. But of course, I think they are doing something with regards to investigation of cases. The detective services they've increased the numbers. They are training. It's Everybody now who is a police is trained on detective services. That is what the curriculum is like today. And we're hoping that the impact of that will will come into fruition going okay. forward. And all we right. hope that we'll all benefit. We but you. I think I just want to say, Bongi, in, in 10 seconds, Deputy Minister, yes. I, I just want to say that the 63-year-old uh, uh, guest you have is not responsible for accidents on the road. It's the, the 18-year-old to 45-year-old that are responsible for these accidents that we are seeing on the road. Okay. The speeding, the overtaking, the reckless overtaking. We, we didn't get to and, profile, and, and, and yes. We've run out of time, Deputy Minister. Thank you very much, Cindy Chikunga, Deputy Minister of Transport. Sets, as we close in 10 seconds. We need to make examples of a few high-profile cases. These have been reported in the media. Go for the jugular. We need to support the prosecutors in the Western Cape and in Gauteng who have gone for attempted murder. It's very difficult to go for murder, by the way, but for attempted murder. And let's support them rather than have road accident cases. At least half of the high court time is spent with road accident okay. cases in our country. All right, Graham, I can't come to you, but uh, thank you very much uh, to Seth Scooper, who is president of International Union of Psychological Science. And also thanks to Graham Scala, who is head of uh, public affairs at the Automobile Association of uh, South Africa. And thanks also to Deputy Minister of Transport, Cindy Siwe Chikunga, who was coming through to us uh, live uh, from uh, Bumalang.
That does it for the forum at 8 this week. Uh, Dashan Mutli is back next week. I'm back on uh, Midday Live. Till we meet again then, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye-bye.